Okay. Now, Perigimel. Gerach Hashem b'minhu enushi. From how, after talking about before, he spoke about what the purpose of the Bria is, what the purpose of creation is. You know, and when the Vanisham set it up and so on and so forth, you know. He's now going to talk about the major character. Who was the major character of all this? Everything that was set up, the purpose, <coughs> um, why he did it, so on and so forth, who is God, and all that. Now we come to the major character. Who was all this intended for? So obviously it's man, which he's now going to talk about. So, he says, we mentioned, of course, that Adam uh, is the Bria, is the creation that was created to be Dovok in the Shalom. You know. So he singles out Adam, uh, not Jew, important to make a distinction. Doesn't say, Hayois Yehuti. Doesn't say that. This Odom. No, people don't, don't realize that. The creation wasn't made for Jews, it was made for man. It happens to be that man had a certain purpose, and ultimately the Jew took it over. So in that sense, it was made for man. But even that it wasn't made for. Who was it made for? And I, and I always say, I always ask the question, you know, which is very important. You know, was Odom Rishon Jewish? It's an interesting question. You know? What's the answer to that? Was he Jewish? Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he, was the, he, was a, he was involved in taking islands. So. Well, I didn't ask that. I, this is the way I asked the question. <laughs> Did Moshe have any way of Shlaimel? I'm saying that you don't get full of it. Was Adam Rishon Jewish? Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. not. Absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. Let's 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 take a vote here. He says definitely. All those yes, who say not. yes, was Adam Rishon Jewish? Those people who say yes, please raise your hands. Oh wow. <laughs> those people who say no, I assume it's everybody else. Oh, come on. Ellie, I'm I'm okay. You're slapping your hands. What? Your father said he was a Okay, Adam was not Jewish. What Jewish? <laughs> Even though everybody would love to think he's Jewish. <laughs> what did you say? What? Buddhist. Buddhist? Well, Buddhist, that's what Because when Khan says, Odom, Abriya, Oysa Abriya, Hanifreis, Nidovit, Boyisbar. Odom was clearly the one that was the object of creation. Uh, to achieve the ultimate purpose of creation, which of course is Dvekas. And the reason why Odom was not Jewish, simple, is because the Bria was not created for the Jew. It was created for Odom, man. But man does have a title. What is the title of man? And for that he was created. So you cannot apply the title Yehudi to Odom, but you can call him something else. What is that? You know what it is? The term is called Israel. Odom was Israel. He wasn't Jewish, but he was Israel. You know? Therefore, I always like get around. Therefore, <coughs> Rosh Hashanah, which is the creation of Odom Rishon, is an Israeli holiday. I will tell you, I will explain. But it's an Israeli holiday. So it has nothing to do with Judaism, if you think about that. Even though we're the ones who, you know, of course, people are disturbed by that. But uh, it's not a Jewish holiday. It is an Israeli holiday. <coughs> what does that mean? Well, first of all, you have the Medrash that says, Bishwil Yisrael, Rashis. Right? Bishwil, right? Because it says Rashis. And Yisrael is called Rashis. The Torah is called Rashis, right? That the world was created for, for Rashis, which is Yisrael. <coughs> you know? doesn't say that the world was created for Yehudi, Jews, or Ivri, because the real name of a Jew is called an Ivri, not a Yehudi. Yehudi is a, a later term that you call Jews. But it's really Ivri, Hebrew, and it says Israel. Odomition was Israel. Why? What's the difference? The difference between a Israel and a Yehudi or an Ivri, even though now they can be found in the same person, okay, Yisrael means a person that has a certain type of neshama 
and therefore can do certain things. What does that mean? A Yisrael is somebody that has a Neshama that is connected to every dimension of reality. And since there are five dimensions of reality, right? There are five Enormous. From the bottom we say Nefesh, then Ruach, then Neshama, then Chayo, and then Yechido. Those are the five parts of the Neshama. Each one is connected to a specific place. The Nefesh is is connected to where? <coughs> which is this world. Okay? The Ruach is connected to Yitzira. The Neshama, which is an individual term, is connected to Bria. Chayo is connected to Atsilas. And Yechido is connected to Odom Kadmon. Therefore, since a person is connected to all the Adams, his actions will create a difference in all the Adamas. It will either bring a tikkun to the Adamas or a kilkul to the Adamas. Uh, which means, therefore, the concept of Israel simply means an individual that can effect another dimension beyond the uh, physical. That's all it means. means he has the power or the influence where he can actually create changes for good or for bad in another dimension. Okay? That's a Yisrael. All the mission was there for Yisrael because he could do that. Okay? Now, if all the mission was Yisrael and not a Yehudi or an Ivri, right? Then what was Kain and Hevel? Or they? And all the other guys coming after him? And the answer is they all were Adam. They all were Yisrael. They all had the power of Tikkun or Kilku. You know what I'm saying? And that's why ultimately, if you think about it, why they were able to destroy the world. The door of Noach, for instance, from Shays, and Noach, and then the door of Mabal, the door of Flogger, and all that, right? Since they were able to do the Tikkun, what they did is they were Mach of the Bria. They destroyed the world. You see? And therefore, all of them were Yisrael. Uh, they were all Adam, and they were all Yisrael. None of them were Hebrew. Avram Avinu was the first Hebrew or Ivri. He is the first one that combined the concept called Yisrael with the concept called Hebrew. And an Ivri is a nationalistic term. It's a nation. But it doesn't define man. You see, so man always was a Yisrael. And then Avram Avinu, who was an Ivri, that was his, his individual status. You know, Ivri is from the Eva Noah, because it came from uh, across the, the uh, what do you call it, the... Uh, Orkazdim? which, uh, whatever the river, Euphrates or whatever it is, you know. The Persian Gulf, that's where Orkazdim was. He came from beyond the river, Eva, and therefore he's called a Hebrew. But in any case, the main idea is that Adam Rishon was Israel, but not a Hebrew, not a Hebrew. But then can you say every person existing now, if Adam was the first uh, progenitor, has Israel in them? No. Because I mentioned before, because the Rosham took away the Koyach of Adam to be a Israel, and he left it with the Jews. By Matan Torah? Who? By Matan Torah? Oh, oh well, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Okay. And, no, no, no. And uh, by Martin Tori, he attempted to restore it, but they didn't want it. Brisbane of Assam, right? What? That's it. It's like Brisbane of Assam. Yeah, the Brisbane of Assam established Avram Avinu as the only one who would be a Israel, and everybody else was. But he didn't use the word Israel until the Arctic. Yes, because even when he gave it to Avram Avinu, he wouldn't permanent make the name permanent unless Avram Avinu passed the test. What was the test? What does the Russian really want? The essential test was not just that Avram Avinu himself would be what? Would be Shema, whatever, the mitzvahs, whatever, right? Whatever he had. But that he would pass it. That was the test. Well, would he continue it down? And therefore, after three generations, which is a Chazoka, so therefore Yaakov was the third. So Yaakov was called Yisrael. And even he wasn't called Yisrael until after he came back from, you know, Lovin mm-hmm. and so on, because that was his test and so on. But it's only after three generations, right, finalized that they did the job 
that they can now have a permanent term called Yisrael. So therefore, Yaakov Avinu was the only and the first one that was called Yisrael openly. And that's that and so on. But even Avram wasn't called Yisrael. Although he was a Yisrael, but the bond wasn't made permanent. That's the concept of Avram. A lot of people don't know this. They think that, well, Jews. But then they're always bothered with the fact that, wait a minute, it makes no sense. You know what I'm saying? Why was Adam, you know, uh, Adam, you don't find Adam was called anywhere a Yehudi, a Jew. Anyway, you see that, because he says, hey, you're Adam. Man, doesn't talk about Adam as being Jewish. Very important concept. Uh, in any case, so Adam Yushin, he's the main one that would be um, a crane for Dvekas. And in the end, that's all there is. There's man and God, period. That's it. You know? And um, maybe that's why the Torah begins with a base. Why the Torah begin with a base? Yeah, there's a man who's Baruch and so on. Because the base starts with Baruch and the Aleph starts with whatever and so on. So therefore, uh, because the Torah starts with a base, why? Because in the end, existence will only have two beings, really. One will be the Rabban Islam, and two will be man or Adam. That's it. Who? No. Malachim are not the intended purpose of creation. They are nothing more than intermediaries or functionaries. Means they do the shlichas. They're workers. A malach is fundamentally an employee. Funny way of looking at it, but that's what he is. It's glorified, uh, you know, a I mean, tremendous kedusha. I mean, don't get me wrong. The what? A drone. Glorified. A drone. A drone. Civil service workers. Yeah, I, I hate to refer to malachim as civil servants. Doesn't sound too good. <coughs> But a malach is fundamentally a functionary. He functions as an intermediary uh, that whatever the Rebbe wants, they all do they do as well. But the malach is not the purpose of creation. And therefore, he never changes. A malach has no influence other than what the Rebbe is mitzavah him. He commands him to do it. Okay, fine. Other than that, no. All malachim are stationary. They never go up or down. Because they're not capable of any kilko unless they become human, you know, which happened uh, interesting at a certain time. Don't they petition and try to persuade Hashem? Isn't that a certain degree of uh, free will? <clears throat> no, they don't. No, no, they don't. They don't. Don't give them the Torah. They're going to ruin it. No, they. So, well, obviously they they put in their plea when no, they had Moshe Rabbeinu and so on and so forth. You know. Um, but um well that that it, that's interesting to consider you know when they when they petitioned the version or they actually they went against Moshe Rabbeinu and said well what, what, what are you doing with the Torah we should have it you know but in the end Moshe Rabbeinu would tell him hey listen you know what are you gonna do with the Torah it's not for you anyway it's made for man, you know, and the way Torah is expressed now is it's expressed as a, it's a physical expression. Mitzvahs are physical in the sense that you cannot do a mitzvah in the Ruchnis to way, you need to do it here. You know, the Sigzol is the Sigzol. There's no such thing as Gzeil and Shemayim, because none of you own anything, and so on, you know. So clearly if the Torah expresses itself only through a physical way, then obviously it's not intended for that, and so on, you know. I mean, does that mean Torah cannot be observed in Shemayim? Mm-hmm. It could. Because for every physical mitzvah, there is a ruchnistic counterpart. What is that ruchnistic counterpart? There's an or. There's some type of an or, a force, that represents the mitzvah. So in a certain sense, a malach could say, well, we want to be privy to that. We want that or. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but what are they going to do with it? They're going to have the or. So what? Now what? There's no nominee, there's no tikkun. You know what I'm saying? There's no... Uh, um, they don't do anything, even if they had that all. They would just receive it and enjoy it, so to speak. You know, experience it. But there's nothing beyond that. You know, man cannot only experience it, 
the man can also, because he has Bechira, as we'll see, he can remove the shame, the Ksufa, which I once talked about, and so on, you know. Um, whatever, and so on. Anyway, so the Ramchal clearly says that the man is the being for Tvekas. There's nobody else. Okay, the he, and therefore, because of this, man has to be put in a certain situation, which is Mutelis being Shlemus and Chesuenus. A person has to be put in a position of being Chesuenus, deficient and perfect. You know what, the Boshim has to create a state of Chesuenus, deficiency. Why? Because the Boshim wants Shlemus. But since he wants perfection, whatever that is, clearly he wants an Odom to do it, to become perfect. So he obviously has to create a task for him. And that task is uh, uh, deficiency. And what the task would be is to remove the deficiency and become perfect. So therefore, man is placed between Shlemus and Kaswinus. Not a Malach. Malach is perfect. He's perfect in whatever he has to be. He's there. Odom is not. Okay. Clearly that man has to be given a situation which is chosen. And therefore there has to be a possibility that he can achieve shlemus, perfection, whatever that is. And he has to be able to be clean of that shlemus. These are all fundamental requirements that the Bansham does in order to allow the experiment proceed, or the, the uh, project, let's use the word project. This is really a project of God, that's really what it is. And in order to allow it to proceed, he has to create certain conditions. And these conditions allow for the project to happen and to proceed. Okay? So therefore, there has to be a chesom, there has to be shlemus, and, um, and uh, therefore, and this odom has to be placed between and so on. What is the chesar, when you really think about it? What is the deficiency? <clears throat> and the answer to that would be, what is the deficiency? I don't know. Who? He's placed far away from God. Yeah, in that sense, yes. Disconnected. He's disconnected, yeah, from the Rabbanishman. You know? What's the chesar about that? Why is that concern? You walk outside, you ask a lot of people out there, and they don't even know what you're talking about. As far as they're concerned, this is fabulous. You know, this world is great. What, 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 what is that problem here? Yeah, we miss it. You know? Water skiing. Water skiing, yeah. Jet skiing. What's the problem? You know? You know, the guys who walk around, we are on their 150-yard yacht, well, feet for yachts. And you tell them, by the way, you're Mechusa. So were you crazy? You're Mechusa, because I got the yacht, you don't have it. You know, excuse me, who is Mechusa here? You know? So that's the question here. What are we talking about? What is Mechusa? You know, it's nice. it sounds nice. Theologically, it sounds nice. But, like, what in the world does it refer to? You know? Like I say, you know? Uh, most of the world don't believe in Mechusa at all. They think you're Mechusa. And, you know, you look at a yeshiva guy, goes around for schlepped clothing, broken down cars, you know, it's... His, uh, his 93 Toyota, he's driving a 93 Toyota, you know what I'm saying, you know, he barely has, uh, doesn't have too much food, so, so, you know, his kids hardly have shoes, and so, you know, you look at it, it's never what's going on there, and so, you know, and these are the guys, they're calling everybody else Mechusa, like, you know, excuse me, something here doesn't make sense, you know. So that's the question. What is the chesom, really? What is the deficiency that man has? And you said it right. That's vague. Why is being disconnected from the Bajram chesom? <coughs> That's the question. And therefore, the opposite of that is, well, if I'm connected to him, why is that shalom? Why is that shlems? You know? I don't think most people even have a clue to this. You know, forget about the fact that, like I said, you guys driving around this 93 Toyota and he's saying, I'm Sholem, you're Mokhusa, you know, you guys laughs at the guys, you know, so, you know. Um, I'm not even talking about that. But um, the question is, why is it Dvekas Tabashim? Why is that Shlemus? You know? 
What makes it shalom? What is it? What does that mean, shalom? All you've done is you've basically gone from one mystery to another. Okay, it's a journey of mysteries. Yeah. There's nothing clear here, and we need to have clarity. You have to cause your, your own existence. No, that doesn't give you shlemus. That removes the embarrassment of somebody else giving you the shlemus. Like you're the master of the shlemus. All it does is it makes you the master of your own shlemus. But what is the shlemus? That is the question. That's a fu- you need to have that. That's a fundamental understanding. You know what I'm saying? Shem Shem Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, no one's debating the fact that the shlemus. No, that's not the issue here. The issue is, what does it mean to be shalim? Which, of course, is achieved by dvekas to the Rosham. No question about that. But what does it mean? You know? I'll tell you what I think it means. What is the greatest son of all? Let's see if we can solve it by reasoning. What is the greatest chisson of all, as far as we know in this world? What is it? Death. Who? Death. Who? Death. Death. Right on. Death. You cannot be more mechusa than that. <laughs> all right? You're dead. <laughs> that's about it. That, that is the sum total of the greatest chisson. I, I was going to say, that's the problem. Because that's something no, no, no. Again, you, you, you're too religious for us. It's the problem. You know? <laughs> you're using religious terms, and we it's the same thing. What does it mean to be attached to God? So the answer is, well, that's not Hester, that's how Oras put But again, same problem. Now what? So what? You, you see, it's just another, you're just restating the problem. So therefore, what's the greatest chasson to be dead? Am I right? Yes. The problem is a lot of people are walking around dead and they don't know it. You know? They don't even know what they're mechusr. They know they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, okay, but the question is why is death the greatest chasson? Why? So he's dead, so what? You can't, you can't, you can't get closer to Hashem. Can't achieve. Can't grow. You, you see, it's achieve. all religious terms here. I don't want religion here. Because when you're dead, you cease to exist. Beautiful. It's a cessation of existence. Really? I thought you said I just have to <laughs> It is a cessation of existence. Listen, if you don't exist, you can't do anything. Right? There's nothing going on. Am I, you, you know what I'm saying? It is the greatest state of inactivity ever known. That was funny. <laughs> but it is. It's a complete inactivity, passivity, non-functioning, that you can achieve. Why? Because you're dead. You know. Because you are basically dead, you know. Hard to call it achievement. What was that? It's hard to call it achievement. Just, just this answers a very important question. There's a lot of people out there that believe that Yeshua's coming back. Second coming, I don't know if you're familiar with Christianity, I hope you're not. But um, there's all kinds of called the second coming, which of course they had to invent because the guy never could have showed up in the first place. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, are you talking? As they say. So there's a concept called the second coming. You know, it's, uh, but the problem is, you know, and, and, and I believe, by the way, why did the Pope go by the millennium? Not this guy, the one before him. What was that? What's the name? John Paul, whatever guy's name is. So he went to the Kaisal. Remember him? He was the first Pope ever to go to a Pope Kaisal. Kaisel? Oh, Jean-Paul. Ever tell you, Jean-Paul? Two. Yeah. yeah, so you know, why do you go to Kaisel? Did I ever tell you my theory? Because they were all waiting for 2,000 years. For 2,000 years. And the biggest kasha is, if you look at the New Testament, which I hope you don't look at, you see claw that they were what's called apocalypticists. They believed that the end was near. In fact, Yeshu says himself, I will come to you the kingdom of heaven to you guys while you're all alive. They clearly believed that he would return in their time. What's called an ap- apocalypse means the end. They were apocalypticists because they believed that he would come back while everybody, all the, these guys were alive. 
That's what they believed, you see? So the Mordekash is, where is he? See, so you got 2,000 years, it's a millennium, 2,000 years have passed, and the guy's not, where is the guy? So what's the Pope do? So the Pope had a murdered Machshobla. I never told you this? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, the guy's dead, really, so. Wait, so the Pope had a murdered Machshobla. He ceased to exist. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We, look, the, the, we know why he never came. We know why he came, because he's dead. And the dead don't do anything. That's it. It's the greatest state of non-functioning ever known. So of course he's not going to come back because he's dead. Okay, but they, they haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> anyway, so here's the Pope. Pope had Gvaldi Machshova. He said, here's what I'll do. You know? Why Taki isn't he coming back? Why didn't he come back? You know why? Because he figured, because God is angry with the Catholics, Christians. You know why? Because they destroyed too many Jews. Because even their mother did that. At the beginning was all Jews. Yeah, because that, that's what kills them, by the way. That they believe in the Torah. And then he came along and changed or whatever. That's when they have the Pope's Jews yeah. in Rome. Yeah, oh, so because they, they would be, because Yeshua said, you will testify when I come back. So that's, you got to keep a group of Jews alive. So there should be what's called the, uh, what do you call them, the uh, Pope's Jews, yeah. Because you have to, in Rome, you know, and uh, wow, imagine being part of all the, uh, the, suing, the, the, the suffering and all that. Why? So that they should be alive to testify when he comes back. So he figured, of course, the reason why he didn't come back, because God is mad. He's mad. How do you do this to my kids? Okay, you know, you're angry at them and so on because they rejected you know, him and so on and so forth. But how do you slaughter them for 2,000 years? So he figured, what's he going to do? He's going to you know, hedge his bets. What's he going to do? He's going to go to the Kaisal and he's going to pray and say, God, forgive us. And that's why he wrote that. We have been excessive to the Jews because he was hoping that the Muslim would then say, okay, I'm not Muslim, Yeshu. You know, he's going to come back, he'll send his kid back, right? And so on, you know? And uh, because of that, of course it didn't work. He's still dead. He's still dead. <laughs> because somehow they don't get it. The dead don't do anything. <coughs> anyway, so that's the greatest chesoron of all is death. If that's the greatest chesoron, what's the greatest perfection? Life. Life. Or? Existence. Existence. That's what it is. The greatest gift that you can ever get is to be. There's nothing that beats it. Because if you are, you can do everything. If you ain't, you can't do anything. That's the concept. When a person has dvikas to the Bershnam, they exist truly. We don't know what that means, believe it or not. We don't know what it means to exist truly. But there is a thing called true existence. The problem is, in order to do it, you need to connect with the source of existence per se. And the way the Rosh manifests himself in this Bria is pure existence. Like I once said, God doesn't have existence. He is existence. Which means that, that's why Yudke Vovke is his name. Yudke Vovke comes from the verb Lihiyois, to be. You know what I'm saying? To be. And therefore, the Basham is. That's the greatest thing you could say about him is that he is. He really is. We don't know what that means, really. So therefore, the more you dovic in him, the more your existence is verified, or, and so on. And that's what it is, ultimately. Now, the quality of your existence, in terms of what can you do, fine. So the Basham will decide what he wants you to be able to do. You know, and in the Mahabha, what you can do is incredible. But the, but it is, it's a, if you don't exist, it's a non-starter. So therefore, what Vegas does, it will lead to true existence eternally. Can't beat that. You know, what is the greatest daiga man has? Fear of death. Fear of death, and we never lose it. When time, instantly time you wake up in the morning, you open your eyes, there it is. When will we pass on? That fear of mortality haunts man till the day he dies. There's no way to get rid of it, because man is mortal, and so on, you know. To be in an existence where there is no fear of mortality is beyond belief. It's to, to know that you will exist all time, and when 100 
quadrillion years pass. You know that. It's not even the beginning. Because a hundred quadrillion years is zero compared to infinity or eternity. So, wow, you know. And that's the greatest fear, is the fear of death. And so on, you know. And how do you connect to the, to the, to the source of existence? Oh, so therefore, you need to do his will, his rotsam. He tells you how to do that. Do the mitzvahs. You see. Why does a mitzvah connect you to the source? Really? Why? Okay, so. I observe Shabbos. Now what? So what? And the answer to that is what the premise of a mitzvah is. A mitzvah is fundamentally your statement that you believe the Bershom exists and he rules the Bria. Mida connected Mida. You believe I exist? Guess what? You will exist with me. In other words, I will, I will actually fulfill your belief. You believe I am? You are going to enjoy the I am. It's measure for measure, you see. And essentially all mitzvahs do that. All of them ultimately testify belief that Bershom is, and therefore you will also be is. You see what I'm saying? That's the bottom line of all mitzvahs. Okay? So therefore the greatest chasson is what? The greatest chasson is, in many ways, to be, right? But it's not the same way we will be in Oedem Habo, you know. The greatest chasson, of course, is not to be, or almost not to be. And the greatest shlemus, therefore, will be existence itself. <coughs> you can't get more shown. That is the greatest shlemus. So what does he mean when he says that they created you with a chasson? What yeah. did he create you with? That mean? you don't really exist. The chasar means... Even though we don't understand what that means. Chasar is an existence. What? Chasar is an existence. Yes. It's a so it's a It's not a, it's not a personal... It's a... It's a <coughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that chasar is a nivra. It's a briyadigah chasar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nobody knows what it is to exist. Nobody. Malochim do not exist. When I say that, of course we think we exist. But it's not the same. The, our problem is we don't know what existence is. As far as we're concerned, you either is or you ain't. Well, we're very much alive. There is no other. We don't know an alternative. Existence to us is what's called a dichotomy. Either you are or you are not. There's no in-between here. Existence doesn't have degrees, does it? It's not even five degrees of existence. I mean, if you have a lot of money, maybe you could exist a little better. <laughs> well, no, no, we, we no, no, you exist the same, except you enjoy your existence better. Yeah. It's a qualitative distinction. Oh. that's is, all. You, you enjoy your existence more, but you cannot exist more than the next time. So where's the song how? In English. Well, it's very... Where is it how? Oh, because we... It's, <clears throat> The problem is, is we don't know what existence really is. If we don't know where it's how. No, it's the only way we'll ever know is in Oilam Habo, when you have the Shlemus, right? Then you're gonna remember what you were. You're gonna say that? You call that existence? We don't know because we don't know what true existence is. We don't know. You know how you, you know what there's an interesting rhyme from Khazal, I always call it survive. Because it's Ayin Ra, so it says, Kol Masha Tzofen Sadikim. You know what I'm saying? They spoke about Yemoy Samashiach and so on. Everything that is stored up for the righteous. You know what I'm saying? The Nevi'im speak about Yemoy Samashiach, you know? But I should say, what's Masha Tzofen Sadikim, but what is stored up for the righteous? Now that, that language to me is inappropriate. It doesn't say the eye has never beheld. It should say the brain has never conceived. We don't. We, we cannot conceive that. It should say the moyach masik. Right? The teretz is we can be masik, but we've never seen it. We can masik what existence is, right? Because we experience whatever we do. You know what I'm saying? But we've never seen what real existence is. It's not a chasson in experience. That's why it doesn't use the word Moyachle Masi. It says, I know Rosso. 
the eye has never beheld, and that's true. We've never beheld because we've never experienced it. We've never seen ourselves, anybody else for that matter. You see. So therefore, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know. You talk about existence, it sounds philosophical, you know. Then you ask yourself, where's the Kedusha? Yeah, there's Kedusha, there's being, Tzius. You know, is Tzius existence, Kedusha? What is it? You know what I'm saying? But the truth in the end is that the existence you feel is real. Why? Because you are connected to the Rabbanashtam. It's not just that you are. You are as an aspect of God. That's Kedusha. Now, we don't know what that is. We don't know what that is. It's not merely the cold term called existence. Well, you are, now what? You know what I'm saying? No, it's the existence of God. That's what you are. Now, we don't know what that is. You can't, I am awesome. can't describe what I don't know. But it's not merely that you are. It's that you are the existence of God. That's what you are. That's Vegas. We don't know what that is. So in, in anyway. In a share kid show, you get to some of Tivana. What's different there than before you made you do the best of the Like what spiritually <coughs> is different from at four o'clock then we're doing the mitzvah at four oh two. So in the mitzvahs we become holy. Yeah. The idea of holiness. Yes. What transformed in that moment? from prior to before you did the mitzvah. When you do a mitzvah, when you do a mitzvah, you tap into a certain, when you do a mitzvah, you tap into a certain awe. Now, you may or may not experience that awe. Our problem, why, why is it we don't experience the awe, really? You do a mitzvah, let's say you assume you really did it right. You know, really had the kabbalas and so on. Now what? You don't feel anything. You know what the answer to that is? Because there's two dinim here, as they say, right? There's the first din of having the all come to you, and there's the second din of the zoyamo. Why don't you get rid of all the garbage you have? You see, if you have a if you have a, a keli that's a five gallon keli, you know, and all of a sudden and it's filled, right? And all of a sudden and it's filled with junk, yeah. And then all of a sudden you take you know a huge pot of gold, whatever, you know, and just pour in this keli. What, what's going to happen? Spill right on the side. Why? It's not a chesson in the sino. It's a chesson in the kabbalah. That's our problem. We don't have the proper kingdom to the kabbalists. Now, does it mean that therefore we don't have the or? No. It just means that we cannot be this or. Now, that's what it means. Every time you do a mitzvah, there's an asino. There's a there's a a matono and a sino. You know, but there is no kabbalah. Or very little. So if that's the case, you know what I'm saying? You know when you see this? You know when you see this? <coughs> a novi. You know, we think a novi, you know, he just sat down and there it was, you know? No. Do you know how much a novi had to work to become a novi? You know? First of all, a novi had to be incredibly, there's a whole shurim on this that I once gave. A novi had that precious, had that incredible precious from what? From Geshem, from Gashmias. I'm not talking about Chet. I'm talking about, you know, the guy puts down a fabulous steak. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, there's no Avera. And you make the Brocha, Shachlan, Yevet, Boy. Quick, knife, fork. <laughs> right? Now, what, what does that mean? You didn't do a Chet. Really? You made the Brocha, you know. What's the problem? You are enjoying Gashmias in a way. That is not appropriate. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just enjoying Gashmias. You are enjoying the Gashmias. It's the you. There's a whole concept called you. You know? Uh, because you are now dedicated to fulfilling your own pleasures. You know? But you shouldn't. Murdered Kodesh is only to the Bershom. You see, from the Sears John. So there's a you and the Geshem. There's two different dinam here. You know what I'm saying? But the concept here is that Geshem. You gotta remove Kashmir's. 
the second Yarub was Chet. Because Chet, Chet is an evil, so to speak, and that would introduce Zoyamo, Tumo. Then he had to be tall, not Tome. And then he had to work on his midas. You don't realize what a Navi had to do. And that's why you had a whole yeshiva of Navim. You know what I'm saying? You had the yeshiva. You know, you register. It would take you years to do this. Why did a Navi have to do all that? Why did a Navi have to be tall, work on his midas, avoid chatoim, and avoid his geshem? You know, why? And the answer is, I'm not even talking about what he did to become a Novi. You know, now what? You know why? Kaylee. You gotta, get, you gotta clean out the Kaylee. That's the problem. That's a chasson in the Sino. It's a chasson in Kaylee. That's why we don't feel much. You know. So therefore, whatever we did do is stored somewhere else. Until we, until the Kaylee is nizdakach, becomes purified. What's the question? That the Adam is chasson is chasson or it's the Bria that's chasson? The Bria. Because it says, Vehi Hamuteles Ben Ashlemus Vachisweinus. Yeah, but the Bria is Odom. There's no difference here. Odom is the Bria. Oh, there could be the student, there's the Bria Sarin, so therefore it allows for fixing, and then the Odom also is a Sarin and allows for his growth. The real, but the real idea is it's not. It's Hainuchach. The Bria's Chasson is a manifestation of Odom's Chasson. That's why Adam is the Bria. When a man does a mitzvah, he's massacring something in the Bria. You see why? Because that's him. That is him. You see, we think there's a Bria outside of us. Even, it's funny, even physicists today are coming to an incredible realization. I don't know if you realize what's, well, you don't realize what's going on in the world of physics. You know what I'm saying? Physicists realize something which is astounding. And they don't know what to do with this in a certain sense. It's mystical. Physics now feels that there is no Bria. It's all consciousness. Our consciousness creates the Bria. Do you apply that? Which field of physics? I mean, where in physics physics does it manifest? The the latest to understand what's going on is the concept of consciousness. That is consciousness that makes everything. They have all kinds of, uh, you know, for instance, a light. I'll give you an example. Okay. If you take a light, the question is, is a light a particle or is it a wave? Okay, is it a little particle, like a little, you know, body, right? Or is it a wave? It's not a particle. It's actually a wave in something which nobody knows. A wave is a form that something else assumes. Nobody knows. So there's an experiment, it's called a slit experiment, that you can do, okay? You send a light wave through a slit, and you see what it looks like. You put a board behind it, and you see what it looks like. If it was a wave, it would make a certain pattern, and if it was a particle, it would make another type of pattern on the board behind the slit. This has been tried a thousand times, you know? So you put a lamp and a, a light wave goes, goes, goes through it. Okay, you know. The question is, how is it going to go through? The incredible thing is that if in the mind of the guy who made the experiment, he wants to see if it's a wave, it comes out as a wave. And if the guy wants to see if it's a particle, it comes out as a particle. It took the distinct patterns. This, this doesn't make sense. How can you your, con- be told in your consciousness? What is this? Oh yeah, it's, it's, this is there's only one of them. There are many things, you know. In other words, they actually see that the results of something depends on. Yeah, it's subjective. But how can reality be subjective how could that be? How could that be? and not objective? Makes no sense. Right. There's got to be an objective reality. Who cares what you think? What's you know. The, but they see and they've the tried this hundreds of times. What's the positive shot? So what's the shot? Is that light knows is a manifestation of your consciousness. So therefore, if you want A, it'll be A. That's how you explain it. If you want B, it'll be B. You're not beaming it out of your head. You're not beaming it out of your head. Like the two people are looking. Yeah, they don't become too demons. That can't happen. I don't know all the ins and outs of this, but this stuff has been done so many times. Is that 
I want to tell you something. Listen, there's a lot of proctum and details, etc., etc. But the thinking is, to many, many people, is that the Bria is consciousness. That's how light knows. It doesn't do anything on its own. It needs you to think what you want to do. And they have many rise for that. You know, I don't know, you know, there's... It, 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 light starts out from a star, you know, and it travels. But I forgot exactly how, but whether it will go A or B depends on an observer that will see it 5,000 years later. Somehow the light knows what the guy who's looking at it will see or where he will be. I, I don't remember all the exact experiments, but there's a, there's a, there's a famous guy, John Wheeler, was a Talmud of Einstein. I was one of the G'doylem, to use that word, you know. <laughs> they are, the G'doylem. These are the G'doylem of physics, you know. He held the whole world as consciousness. That's really what the bottom line is. Except nobody can explain it. Nobody can understand. What do you mean consciousness? What in the world is consciousness? What does that mean, you know? But it is. It's that all manifestations is consciousness. That's it. Whatever that means, you know. So therefore, how do I get onto this? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, and that, and that stems. In other words, the world is really a projection of our consciousness, and therefore, the world is us. You see, it's not that we, and then there's something outside of us. They, they even hold that reality is subjective, and so on. In fact, they hold it's called the anthropo the anthropomorphic the anthropic principle. Anthro means man, you know. They hold if man didn't exist, the universe wouldn't exist. The universe only exists because man's consciousness exists. And if man didn't exist, nothing would exist. I mean, that is so much in line with Yadus, it's ridiculous. It's incredible, you know, which is true. If Adam didn't exist, what's Bishwili Nivarila mean? Right? If Adam didn't exist, nothing would exist, which is true in 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 Yibuchis, in Gash, in 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 Nashkofa, That's why you know. <clears throat> it's getting late. I'll give you one more example, okay? One more example. When you are ball on something, you own something, correct? Yes. So a guy can't come and steal it from you. It's, it's a gzela. Yes. No. Is that a legal idea? It's a legal, you know, a convention is something we all agree on. Is that a legal? Is is ownership a legal convention? Means we all agree that you have exclusive rights to control this object. Therefore, you're called a baal, right? And if somebody goes and steals it, what does that mean? He's violating. But what's he violating really? He's violating a legal agreement. It's illegal. This a legal thing isn't real. It's just what we agreed on. It's called a legal fiction or legal reality. Bias is a legal reality. Is it a real reality? No. Nothing between you and the object you own. Yes? No. 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 That's what you think. No. That object you own is an extension of self. You know where you see that? Interesting. By Nagoyim. If a person speaks Lashon Hara, so the first thing that hits is what? His house. And then it hits his clothing. Then it hits his goof. That was, that's the progression, right? There's Surasa bias, Mabushim, and there's Surasa the goof. Yes? Why? Because what, what, the guy spoke Lashon so what do you want from the house? It's true, he owns the house, but it's only a legal fiction. It's, there's no real connection between the house, other than that he owns it. And ownership is really where everybody agreed that what? That you own the house, so therefore nobody can take away your house. But the truth is no. When you take ownership, you connect. There's a true 
what's called ontological being. That house is you. Therefore, if an Ishoma gets ras, it's going to go to the outermost extension of you. Work its way inward. Clothing. Work its way inward to the goof. And then work its way inward to the Shema. Right? Shema Pivlu Shonai, Shema Mitzoros Nafshoi. The Taras is really on the Nefesh. So the why is it on the house? Because that is your Nefesh. That's why it says also nobody, the person's bias is going to come be made against them. Because that's him. <laughs> exactly. It's a mood you understand. It's a profound understanding that what we think is a legal concept, it's not legal. Legal means convention. We all agree. It's not. It's called ontological being. That's what it is. Xenus being. You see? So when somebody steals, you know, what does it say there? Om Rabbi Yechon? Call a geisel truta? Kilo hergis and nefesh? What? Geisel Why? Because that truth is me. You took a chunk out of me. You see? Of course it sounds like, well, you know, because the guy says, oh, now I'm going to pay my rent. You know, I mean, you know, but, but there's a much deeper meaning to all of this. You see, therefore, man, the universe is man. Man is the universe. The chesson and shlemus in you is the chesson and shlemus of the Bria. Why? Because it's in you. And even physicists recognize that. That is consciousness, that the universe exists because man will see it later on. I mean, wow, that's beyond belief, you see. And many scientists believe that, okay? Therefore, that's what he means. Okay, wow, we only need three lines. Yeah, so anyway, so next week, we same 10, 15, um, here, again, Tuesday night.